Hello and welcome to Parenting with Play. I'm Helena Mooney and this week we're going to be talking about play dates because where I am in Australia it is holiday school holidays and so play dates are plenty and sometimes they can go brilliantly and sometimes they can be a complete disaster. So I really want to talk about how you can help play dates with your children and their friends go a lot more smoothly. The first thing to think about is that your child is going to melt down more than your child's friend. And that is perfectly normal. It doesn't mean that your child is spoiled or that there's something terribly wrong with them or that they are more emotionally immature than your child's friend. It just means that your child is feels safe being with you at home. And so all the feelings that come bubbling up for them are going to come up and out. Whereas for your child's friend, they will hold on to their feelings a lot more and then they will melt down when they go at home, when they go back home. And you're probably, I'm sure you found this, that you drop your child off at a friend's house and they, at the end of the day, they go, oh my goodness, your child was so well behaved. My child was a disaster. And you're going, well, actually that happens exactly the other way around when it's at my house. And your child will always be the one who melts down more than your child's friend. So there's nothing wrong with your child. It's not a sign that they are, they have a problem and your child's friend doesn't. It's purely because when your child is at home with you, they will release whatever it is that's bothering them because they have you there. You're their safe place. They will then um, bring their feelings to the fore to you to deal with it. And that's that's your role. And I think it's really important to remember when we have play dates is that for our children, they spend most of the time playing with friends when they're away from you, when they're at daycare or preschool or school. They need to navigate all of this on their own. And yes, they've got teachers there to help them when it gets really difficult. But as a whole, they are having to navigate that without you around. So when the when your child has a friend over, it's actually the opportunity for them to work through hurts or upset and upset feelings whilst you are there. So it might be that on the surface, it looks like things are going really well between your child and their friend. And suddenly your child has the biggest meltdown over the tiniest issue. This is when it's really important to understand what's actually going on for your child. And the causes of your child's upset is not always immediately apparent, especially if things look like they're going really well. And you're going, what on earth are you doing having a meltdown right now? It could seem like the most minor incident has set your child off. Maybe they've slightly banged their finger or their friend has said something just a tiny bit mean, but nothing really major. It could be teasing and your child has just fallen apart when really there was you know, actually nothing wrong and certainly not intended by the child, your child's friend. What, it, what happens though is all those past times when your child has had to deal with kids being properly mean or that they're missing you or that they really have hurt themselves when they're away from you, those are all stored in your child's body and brain and they're stored within your child. And if they haven't had an opportunity to be released at the time of the, you know, the initial incident, they are stay, they've stayed in there. And so when there's a slight something that goes wrong and those 
uh, with your at home with your child's friend those feelings bubble up to the surface and then they just erupt because your child is able to work through those feelings with you being there and so all those times when they they haven't been heard they haven't had your love and empathy all of that is bubbling up ready to be released and so it can be released and a play date which you might think is a highly inconvenient time because you want to do other things because your child has a play date over play friend over but actually your child is consciously unconsciously making really good use of that time by having the having the meltdown having the tantrum and the cry with you to help release all of those um, hurts from past incidents so again don't think that your child is incapable of having a play date or that they're not able to get along with their friend they're just it's just upset feelings that are coming bubbling up and out and so don't get try, well try not to I always say don't get cross but of course we all get cross and irritated at times but try not to get too irritated if your child is having a play date and it's just and your child is just melting down <laughs> incident after incident I know it's really frustrating I know it's really frustrating but it's actually exactly what your child needs and it really is a sign that your child does have all of this upset feeling bubbling up inside of them that they just need to let go of it's just un it's unfortunate that it's with the play date but it also wouldn't have necessarily happened without that play date from happening. Now, if your child is melt, if you're worried that, if your child often melts down when, when they have a friend over, then that, that's a sign that there's something else going on. But if it happens every now and again, then it just, just don't get too concerned about it. Move in, listen with empathy, really be with your child in the moment and allow those feelings to flow. Now, that can be a bit confronting for your child's friend. And I've absolutely had this with my daughter. She was having an absolute epic tantrum when she had um, a really lovely little girl over with her. So she, Emily would have been about three at the time. And when you are used to listening to upset feelings, it can be easy to forget that other families don't. So the, your child's friend may come from a family where they don't listen to upset feelings. So they might find it very confronting to see your child just letting rip. So in those instances, what I did with, with um, Emily's little friend was I popped the TV on and I said, I need to take Emily um, and I'm going to take her to her room, but you just sit there and you watch some TV. I put some Peppa Pig on and she just sat and watched Peppa Pig quite happily while I then took my daughter to her bedroom where I just listened to her and let her let rip. And if I hadn't done that, if I had just tried to placate her or tried to berate her and tell her off and don't be so silly and what will your friend think of you behaving like this? You know, all of those things that we can say because we don't want our child to be thought of in a bad light by their friend. We want them to get along with their friends. Of course we do. But there's times when they just can't. So instead of trying to make it right, instead of trying to fix it or trying to convince your child to behave well whilst her friend is there because they've only you've only got like two hours to play with. Don't waste it by messing, you know, by having a meltdown. Instead, take your child somewhere else. 
and let them have a really big cry and rage and whinge and whatever it is they need to do and let them have it with you. And you'll be surprised that it can actually, they can move through this quite quickly. Um, so let's put the, put the TV on for the other child. Let them watch a couple of shows, well, especially if Peppa Pig, which is five minutes or whatever it is, put them in front of the TV. They will be fine. They will be safe. They'll be all right. Um, you can reassure them that your child is absolutely fine. You're just going to, they're just a bit upset about something and you're going to come straight back, but then take your child to another room and listen, just listen, 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 and let all those upset feelings pour out. You're doing such a great job by doing that because then your child will move through it. And then you, they'll be able to go back and see your other their little friend and you can reassure them your, the child's friend and go everything's absolutely fine and here they are again and turn the tv off and then they can go back and play together and by giving your child that opportunity to be heard to release the upset feelings with you they will be able to play so beautifully for the rest of the play date but if you didn't do that if you did do the trying to make everything right it's okay don't cry and you know try and placate them or tell them off to try and hold it together while, while their friend is here. That doesn't work. And what happens then is that they can't really play well with their friend. And then they both get really antsy with each other. And it's just a really unenjoyable experience for everybody. It's far better to take your child off listen to them and then come back and then they can rejoin the play day and have a really awesome time. The other thing is to allow your children to explore sort of boundaries in a, in a safe, uh, relaxed way. And uh, when I say boundaries, you can come up with all different connotations. What I'm really referring to is if you have two little boys, <laughs> if you have little boys, let them play what they want to play for as much as possible. Um, so for example, I had my son over, I'm sorry, I had my son, I, I live with my son. He had a friend over, they are seven, nearly eight, and they love play fighting with each other. And a lot of little boys do. And sometimes we can get really worried going, no, don't do that now because it'll end in tears. And I just know that one of you is going to hurt each other. And so don't, don't play like that. And that's not ultimately helpful. What your child needs to have that opportunity to play and be vigorous and vibrant and energetic. And particularly boys, they do like to do play fighting. They do like to push each other around and uh, whack things and, you know, have a lot of fun. And that's how they learn. So with, with my son, George, and his little friend, they, we have uh, two plastic baseball bats at home and they just wanted to wacky not each other but each other's bats and you can easily look at it going oh my god it's going to end in tears and you know it's just a matter of time and you would be right by thinking that because it absolutely was what happened was that they were having a great play fight and then uh my child's george's friend accidentally hit him on the thumb so george then falls apart has a massive cry going, he's done it deliberately. He's hurt me. He could see what he was doing. Um, and his poor little friend going, I didn't, it was accidental. I didn't want to hurt him. Don't be mean. And it can easily escalate into a bit of a argy-bargy fight. 
So when your children are playing that way, it's good just to keep an ear out. You don't have to hover. You don't have to be there sort of refereeing. Just keep an ear out and because it then becomes immediately apparent when something goes wrong. But in that instance, all I needed to do was just need to be with George and listen to him and give him some empathy about how sore his thumb was, um, reassure his little friend that I knew that he did it accidentally and it's okay um, to just listen and give both children the opportunity to tell me what they feel was the problem. George, it was that his friend did it deliberately. His friend was that he just did it accidentally. And by giving them that space and that opportunity to just vent, and it doesn't take very long. It's not often, They often don't need to really go into detail. They just need to let you know, just let it out. You reassure them both, offer them connection, offer them your love, and then they move through it really quickly because they want to keep playing. They want to get along with each other. They want to bash each other and push each other around or whatever it is. They're having a great time, but something came up. And the more that you can do that, the more you listen to your, your child or your child's friend, but particularly your child's feelings around it, because that happened twice. I think my son had a meltdown about it. Well, not meltdown. He had a cry about it twice because he hurt his thumb twice. Um, they can then play really well together. Uh, and then once he's, your child had has had the opportunity to offload, have a cry with you, then the next time that they get slightly bumped, they don't then, well, they're far less likely to have a massive reaction to it because they've had, they don't have upset feelings bubbling up underneath so that they can cope in those situations a lot, lot better. So allow your children to play vigorously and to really enjoy it. And then when things do go awry, you just help them with it. And it doesn't take long because as I said, they both want to play with each other. They're both enjoying playing that game. They just need some help. And that help is connection with you. So when your children are playing, again, you don't need to hover, you don't need to referee, just keep an ear out because often, you know, I don't know about you, but when I organize play dates and school holidays, that's my chance to then sit at the computer and do some work. But I don't leave them entirely. I mean, if, I, if they're off having a great time, brilliant. But if I can hear that things are starting to go a bit, not they're starting to get a bit antsy with each other, then I will come out and I will do some connection with them because when this, you can generally hear when they're starting to get antsy, then they're starting to go off at each other before it becomes a real full blown fight or argument. And at those early stages, that's when you just want to go out there and just do a little connection. So it could be, you just go out, everything. All right, boys, are you okay? Maybe your child wants to come and give you a cuddle. I'll often give the other child a bit of a cuddle, depending on how well I know him, just connection. Sometimes I might do a game. Um, my little boys, they love the, my little boys, my little boy and his friend, they love chasing games. So I'll just do a quick chasing game for five minutes. And what that does is if they're starting to get um, irritated with each other, by you bringing your big, safe, warm, loving connection, they can sort of relax a bit. They're not having to hold it so, on, so much on their own. They can relax with you. The play allows giggles which is releasing tension. So that's fun. They're running around in this case of the chasing game. So that's fun too. And then because I'm then the big scary monster, they're running away from me. And then that helps to forge cooperation and connection between the two of them, because then it's the two of them against me. 
And then that helps to melt away some of the issues that they were having. So by bringing that connection, that especially the playful connection when things are just starting to go a bit off, that gives them what they need, which is often a bit of connection with you, bit of stress release through laughter. And then that is often enough to help them just continue to carry on playing really happily together. And that can literally take five minutes, five, 10 minutes tops. That can be all that's needed. So just listen out for if something's going a bit wrong and, and move in early. Now, there are times when obviously you're not going to be able to catch it and, uh, it's a full-blown argument. So just like I said, with the bashing of the uh, plastic, what are they, plastic baseball bats, um, that's the time to move in and listen. Now, I do try and let my children, my son's now seven, eight, so they've got used to sort of navigating things between them. If your children are really little, like little three-year-olds, you're going to need to be much more attentive, obviously, and to move in earlier and to... the connection is going to be needed from you a lot, lot more. But as they get older, they're going to be able to cope a lot, lot better without you. But when, so when it's like low grade antsiness, you can move in and off a connection, but you can also just see, gauge it and see how they can navigate it themselves. And because they will be able to work things through uh, quite well with each other because they have that desire to play with each other. But when you can see there's a real power imbalance, when you can see that one child is dominating and that one child is perhaps getting more physical and is stronger or one child is becoming more demanding and, and cross and tantrum and all of that, that's when you can see that that child has feelings that you really need to help them with. And so that's when you move in. You can move in playfully, give them a cuddle or just listen to some feelings and go, sweetie, I'm not going to let you do that to, to George. I'm not going to let you do that. Um, And you can absolutely just do that in a really compassionate kind way um, that's going to help them and then help the play date a lot more. You might find also that your child's friend perhaps really struggles to play well and um, comes to you constantly going, ah, George has just done this. And, oh, I don't like it when George does that. I don't know quite why I'm doing that ridiculous voice, but you get the picture. So when they're, when they are coming to you constantly telling you about your child's uh, bad deeds. Sometimes, obviously, you need to sort of gauge and assess the situation. And it could be that your child is being the complete pain and aggressor, in which case you then need to go and dress it. But also, it could also be that the child struggles with friendship dynamics and that they need that extra bit of reassurance and so it's finding that balance between offering extra reassurance and also offering the confidence that they're okay and you're there and uh to that that they can play well with your son or your daughter so to give them that sense of confidence so you hear them you just go great you don't have to get embroiled you don't have to start refereeing you just need to listen to them offer some empathy and and then they'll be okay. So some of this might be teaching you to suck eggs on uh, how to do play dates, but this is what I've found over the years of, um, of how to help children get along. And some, as I said at the beginning, sometimes it is easy to think it's just your child. They're the ones who can't cope and your child's friend is, isn't they brilliant? But it's not that. It's your child is using that opportunity 
to uh, to offload the feelings that have bubbled up from past experiences that they haven't had you there to help them with. So by you being calm and present, but not hovering, you don't need to be referee. You can be empathic. You can be playful. I do lots of play with my little my little kids that come over and it's fun because you want to have a bond with them as well which makes life a lot easier to then set limits with them gently and just allow them to have an enjoyable time when they're at house Um, a lot of our play dates are just the kids just running around and just playing and when they get bored so let's talk about when they get bored because you might also have them coming up going can we watch tv now i'm doing that voice again sorry can we watch tv now and sometimes that can be really (laughs) incessant and they're just wanting tv and that's really a sign that obviously they want to watch tv because tv can be watching watching can be fun but also they've just got to that point where they don't really know what to do and they don't know how to handle it and especially the younger they are that's harder to do so setting that limit going no we're not watching tv now you can watch tv later or you can watch tv when you get home or whatever it is and allowing them to moan and to whinge and complain, going, oh, it's so boring, don't know what to do, and offering them suggestions. But then also holding that gentle limit going, there is no TVs, but here's some suggestions or come up with something else. And it doesn't take long for them to go, okay, I'll go off and do something else. And they'll they'll come up with something really fun to play with. And, and then they're off again. So um Yeah, that sign of just like, oh, I'm going to play TV. And if they keep coming back asking for TV, TV, then they need some extra help, obviously. So maybe that's when another opportunity to do something playful with both of them to help them just get through whatever they're having difficulty with um, to then be able to play really well together. So I hope that's helpful. I'd love to hear how your play dates go. Do you do lots of play dates? Do you like them? Or do you just find it a bit chaotic and overwhelming and too much noise and what have you? Or do you prefer just to take the kids out and do something else? So um, I'd love to hear. I love having kids in my house, but sometimes by the end of the day, I have to say then I'm quite exhausted because it's been required. It requires quite a lot of you and you're permanently feeding them and keeping a bit of an ear out or then, uh, coping with the chaos afterwards I remember George going off with um, his little friend when they were five and they were quiet for ages and those two when those two are quiet it's always trouble isn't it anyway they raided my uh, wool cupboard and they just did you know the uh, like entrapment where they've just done a wool sort of spider's web all over the house and I'm like okay we can't leave you two alone to be quiet again it's always trouble isn't it but it's also fun and they just have that lovely time with you and hanging out at home and and having that gentle play rather than it always being organized it's so important and it's such how it's really helpful for them to learn how to play well with each other especially if you've got an only child they will struggle to learn how to share and how to get along but this is such a valuable skill that they're learning by doing this in person not on screens in person navigating if they push too much in one area, then the other child doesn't want to play with them. So they're learning all the time, but how can they get their needs met whilst also keeping the other child engaged? It's really valuable skills, even though it just looks like they're just running around being crazy and having a lot of fun. They're actually learning a lot about interpersonal development and um, relationships and friendships and how to navigate it. And so 
you don't and if you if you came in refereeing all the time that actually robs them of that opportunity to navigate things with them by themselves but by you being a warm presence that come in comes in when's needed and leaves them when's needed but offers connection and empathy and a bit of play that is what they need to then be able to go on and figure things out and uh, have a lot of fun together whilst navigating the intricacies of of people's dynamics and and how people work and what what people you know what children want to play and how they want to play with each other so there's a lot that goes into it and uh yeah it's fun though and it's lovely getting to know your your child's friends as well especially as they grow up I just had my friend's daughter come over who's now 13 nearly 14 I haven't seen her for ages and it's just amazing and just to think of all those times looking at this beautiful girl thinking of all those times that I've played hide and seek with her or listened to her when she's cried and played with her and cuddled her and just yeah it's a really special bond that you can have with your child's children and a child's friends and um it's really, really special. So enjoy. And if it's a school holidays to you, I'm sending you lots of love because it's always a bit of a juggle, isn't it? Um, And uh, I hope you have a great week. And if you would like more help on how to help your children navigate friendships, sleep, aggressive behavior, anxieties, particularly if your child does have anxieties about going to a friend's away from you, or you find that they're quite aggressive when they've got a friend over, all of those things just make up life, everyday life. So my online program, Annoying to Amazing, will help you help your child with whatever it is that they're going through. It's really comprehensive. We go through um, how to use play in different situations, how to really listen to upset feelings. And you'll see videos of me listening to my young my young son at the time when he's having massive tantrums and rages and to how to be confidently calm and gentle and yet firm with him in those experience in those times, plus how to set limits really effectively they can be nourishing and nurturing they don't have to be harsh and mean get to really learn how to do that and also how to resource yourself what you need why you get triggered so much and what it is you need to be able to cope with perhaps challenging play dates or uh, difficult bedtimes whatever it is your child's going through it's really important that you work on you look at what's going on for you first so that you are then in a much better position to help your child. And with Annoying to Amazing, we have ongoing weekly Q&A group mentoring sessions where I'm there to support you every step of the way. So if you want to find out more, come along to parentingwithplay.com.au forward slash amazing. And I really look forward to supporting you in there. And otherwise, I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye.